0: all right welcome so this is the first class and i'm really excited about this class about shabbos the splendor of shabbos i've been planning to give a series about shabbos for a long long time and uh other things uh took took precedence um but now uh now i think it's very timely also to speak about shabbos as i'll explain shortly so um rabbi shlomo farhi who is an excellent speaker and i recommend that you listen to him um, shared the following analogy regarding our observance of shabbos so he talked about a cia agent who uh he's training or maybe beyond training he and a veteran agent and a rookie agent are out in the field they're out in a foreign country and uh, they're supposed to be gathering intelligence so they nonchalantly enter a marketplace and uh the veteran agent tells the the rookie you know uh you just watch how i blend in and gather information and the veteran wanders over to a to a clothing stand and he starts looking through the the hats and he tries one on and uh and he purchases the hat and then he keeps moving and he goes over to a food stand he buys an ice cream. And uh, then he goes, he finds a place to use ice cream. He finds a, a wall and he, he leans back against the wall and he looks around to see how his, uh, you know, what's the, what's the rookie up to? And he notices that actually just a few feet down on the same wall, leaning against it in the same manner is the rookie agent. And the rookie agent is also licking an ice cream cone of the exact same flavor. And he's wearing the same hat. That he had purchased and he turns to the rookie and he says excuse me i'm doing all this in order to blend in and you you're just standing out and uh the the lesson the nimshal, what this teaches us is that two people could be doing exactly the same thing going through the exact same motions and uh one person could be doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing one person could be totally missing the point and uh and when it comes to shabbos so we can have such a concept we say um and i put i sent out the source sheet by email if you don't have it it's okay you can just listen um later to get your email added for next time um we say in the one of the friday night songs one of the friday nights miros Anybody who sanctifies the seventh day as is fitting for it, anybody who guards the Shabbos from not desecrating it, then their reward is very great. And it speaks about two things here. It speaks about someone who sanctifies the Shabbos as is fitting for it. And it speaks about one who guards the Shabbos from not desecrating it. And the Chavetz Time, the great Rabbi Yisrael Meir Kagan said about this he said that there's two ty- ways to keep Shabbos one is to follow all the laws of Shabbos and the laws are very intricate and uh, different people observe it to different uh different degrees and different you know different levels and uh certainly the more uh the more one learns about the laws of shabbos the more, more one can, can one can observe it properly but even still he says even somebody who's observing all the laws that doesn't mean that they're necessarily sanctifying the shabbos as is fit for it they're not necessarily mekade they're not necessarily sanctifying the shabbos as a thing as is fitting they don't necessarily feel and experience the greatness the beauty the splendor of shabbos and the holiness of shabbos and uh and so there's as as important as it is to learn and uh and um become accomplished and knowledgeable in all the the detailed laws of shabbos but there's another level which is to appreciate what shabbos really is and why we have laws of shabbos why we have shabbos and that's in order to be mikade shvi karoilo to sanctify the Shabbos as is fitting for it. Now, as I mentioned, I've been planning to uh, to speak about this topic for a while, but I think it's especially um, applicable or appropriate to speak about it um, this year, and uh, and that is because not only of the recent events they may be connected, but uh, but because this year is a unique year. This year, Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos. The first day of Rosh Hashanah, the first day of Rosh Hashanah, which is the one day that's a biblical commandment to blow the shofar, fell out on Shabbos, and we did not blow blow the shofar. And why didn't we blow the shofar? It's not forbidden by Torah law to blow shofar on Shabbos. So why don't we blow shofar when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos? It's a rabbinic enactment. The rabbi said, "Don't blow the shofar on Shabbos." They were afraid. They were concerned that there might be some guy who doesn't know how to blow shofar and he might take his shofar and carry it outside in the public domain, which one is forbidden on Shabbos to carry in the public domain. And so he might carry his shofar and bring to somebody to ask them how to blow the shofar. And out of that concern that that might happen, the rabbi said, nobody should blow shofar on Shabbos ever okay so there's some guy who were afraid might mess up and make a mistake and and desecrate the shabbos by accident and for that nobody blows the shofar there's probably more to the story than 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 that that's what's presented to us but there's always uh much more than what the the rabbis reveal to us but rabbi yaakov etlinger the arachlaner um was very concerned very bothered by this you know the the tom the gemara tells us that a year in which we don't blow the shofar is uh it says marian lobis Sofo. it's uh it's, it's a bad year so how can we just give up on blowing the shofar I have this concern the shofar is so important the shofar is our weapon the shofar is our uh, protection and how can we just give it up and uh and the arachlaner actually says that he did a study um and uh the arachlaner is a i guess like a 19th century uh um Talmudic scholar um 19th century rabbi i think um he did a study looking back at history and figuring out which years significant years did the rosh hashanah fall out on shabbos that they would not have blown the shofar and uh he came to the conclusion that Years on which Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos were either the worst years for the Jewish people or the best years for the Jewish people. Nothing in between, apparently, or commonly nothing in between. There was something, it was either an amazing year, something great happened for the Jewish people that year, or something tragic. He 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 says both of the temples, both of the Bate Mikdash were destroyed on years that that Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos. Um, and, uh, but also some of the great events of our history were on years that fell out, uh, Rosh Hashanah fell out on Shabbos. So, uh, so he develops the idea and he says that Shabbos is our protection. Shabbos can, uh, can act as an advocate on our behalf for years that we don't blow the shofar on Shabbos it's true we 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 show by not blowing shofar how important how careful we are about shabbos we're so concerned about even one person violating the shabbos that we're all going to give up shofar for that you know for that small desecration of shabbos and uh and for he says that uh that that on years that rosh hashanah falls out on shabbos we need to be especially careful about our shabbos observance and our attention to shabbos because that's our advocate that's what we're saying we're making a statement and saying shabbos will will be our advocate instead of the shofar and uh in light of the tragic events in, in israel recent tragic events so different rabbis have you know everybody wants to know so what you know what can we work on what can be, we improve so i've heard a couple of rabbis again you know with the caveat you know i'm not a prophet i don't know but but we have to not saying it's because of this or this is the answer but we we always have to look for what can we what can we improve what can we do and one of the ideas that i've i've heard um a couple of times already is is they pointed to this this teaching of the arachaner and said maybe maybe it's our Shabbos that we need to to improve in. And so uh, while certainly we can improve in our attention to the laws of Shabbos, that's not my intention of this series. This series is going to be at the splendor of Shabbos, the holiness of Shabbos, and really appreciating the inner inner meaning of Shabbos. So what I wanna share with you in today's class is an amazing idea that I actually just heard this week um in preparing i know there's so many things about shabbos um and we're as we go we're going to be mentioning that the torah has many verses about shabbos there's so much that can be said there are so many different customs about shabbos there are so many statements in in the sages in the chazal in the talmud and the midrash about shabbos um and sometimes just figuring out what all of it means can be can be a big challenge um and uh we will certainly revisit the same teachings of the series and and offer different angles on them um but because of that i didn't know where to start you know where do you, where do you start uh when talking about shabbos so uh so i wasn't sure but then i heard this idea and uh and i was so struck by it that i said this is where we're going to start and uh when i heard it i was like i would i need to share this you know uh, should i tell my wife about it should i tell my fabusa about it but it's kind of was you know out of context uh so uh so you'll be the first uh that i share it with um and then you can share it with uh with others so so shabbos the 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 the, the commandment to observe the shabbos is actually one of the Sarah said it was one of the ten commandments it is number four of the ten commandments and there the verse the torah tells us "Zachlar es ha-shabbos lakacho you should remember the Shabbos to sanctify it. And then it says, and this is the second source in the source, she's yamim you should work for six days, the asisa and do all of your work. Work for six days and do all of your work. And Rashi, the great uh, the great medieval commentary, Rashi, explains, quoting a midrash. He's bothered. What does that mean? Do all of your work? You know, I, I'm going to have work to do next week, too. Right. So what does it mean that, I, that for six days you should do all of your work for six days work and then take a break for Shabbos? Why do all of your work? So Rashi says that when Shabbos comes, it should be as if all of your work is done. And that you should not think about your work even you should not even think about it because you should consider it as if it's all done so what is this idea is this simply we want to uh you know totally detach ourselves from the work week from from melacha from work um is that the idea here we just don't want to have to think about it at all to, to experience a Shabbos, you have to have complete uh, a complete detachment, complete serenity. Um, but we're going to hopefully go a little deeper, even of why what it means that all of our work should be done. In Tehillim, there is a mizmor. There is a chapter in Tehillim that is the chapter of Shabbos. It's the mizmor. It's the song of Shabbos and uh it's chapter 92 and it says mizmar Shir the yoma shabbos a song for the day of shabbos now if you were writing a song about shabbos so what would you include tell you what i would include it's definitely chicken soup is going on the into the song about shabbos right it, uh depends if you're a gefilte fish guy or a herring guy or you know maybe chalent is your favorite so that's going into the song of shabbos okay you'll say it's not all about the food okay so uh so maybe uh kiddush she mentioned kiddush in the song of shabbos um maybe uh maybe not working not doing the But if we look at the song of shabbos we will find that other than the statement that is is the song of shabbos there's absolutely no mention of anything that has any that has anything to do with shabbos what is the mizmor shir shabbos what's the song that's the song of shabbos in tehillim and psalms so uh just to read it quickly it's on the source sheet it is good to give thanks to Hashem. tov is good to think to give thanks to the lord and to sing to your name to declare in the morning your kindness and your faith at night um skipping a little bit verse six how great are your works right my god your thoughts are very deep a boorish man does not know neither does a fool understand this. but when the wicked flourish like grass and all workers of violence blossom only to be destroyed to eternity but you remain on high forever for behold your enemies for behold your enemies will perish all workers of violence will scatter. But you have raised my horn like that of a wild ox to soak me with fresh oil. Cetera. And he concludes verse 13, the righteous one flourishes like the palm. As a cedar in Lebanon, he grows planting in the house of the Lord in the courts of our God. They will flourish. They will yet grow in old age. Fag and fresh will they be to declare that the Lord is upright my rock in whom there is no injustice. What is the Mizmar Sheer Shabbos about? What is the Song of Shabbos about? it's about how even though we might see the wicked prospering we might see the wicked flourish like grass but we know that they will be destroyed to eternity and that in the end the righteous one flourishes like the palm and they will yet grow in old age and the lord is upright and there's no injustice and even though we see what we call russia Vitovlo, we see the wicked prosper at times and we might have questions right but we know that uh that and by the way Tehillim is replete with this issue with this question um you know many people have this question and some people even think they're the first ones to think of it you know why uh why do the wicked prosper why do the good suffer at times and it's a very difficult question to deal with but we're not the first to ask it and Tehillim until um King David and others, you know, ask the question over and over again. Here, really, it's a declaration of uh it's almost it answers the question. It says, even though we see the wicked prosper, but we know that in the end they will be destroyed and that the righteous will uh flourish like the palm. But very nice. I mean, it's wonderful. It's it's an important question and it's an important idea, but what does that have to do with Shabbos? Why is this the song of Shabbos? Where is the where is the chalent? Where's the Dali roll? So Ravyitzla Kutner, who was the uh the Rosh Yeshiva, the head of the of Yeshiva's Chaim in Berlin in New York, he was a student of uh of the Slobodka Yeshiva in Israel in, in, in Europe. Um he gives an amazing, amazing approach to this. And uh Andrew Hutner talks about first the idea of Oneg Shabbos. What's Oneg Shabbos? So we're definitely going to speak a lot about Oneg Shabbos. Oneg means to enjoy, to 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 have pleasure from Shabbos, and we're supposed to have pleasure on Shabbos. It's a verse in Isaiah and Yeshaya. And there, which is a verse, a very important verse when it comes to Shabbos, it tells us a lot. But in that verse, included is it says, Vikarasa the Oneg. You should declare Shabbos a delight. And uh, and we understand that to be an instruction that we are to make our Shabbos delightful, hence the chicken soup and the chalent and other things. But that's a mitzvah, it's part of the mitzvah of Shabbos is to have oneg egg shabbos but what are we expressing when we are having oneg egg shabbos what are we expressing when we are enjoying our shabbos So of hutner writes that even though that idea of having oneg egg shabbos comes from the book of yeshaya of isaiah from the prophets but he says that really it has its roots in the torah itself the idea of oneg shabbos of looking and, and enjoying on shabbos has its roots in the torah itself where does it have its roots so he says you go back to the very first shabbos go back to the very first shabbos and the very first shabbos or really right before the very first shabbos the end of the sixth day of creation God looks upon his world. This is a uh, veracious Genesis chapter one, the final verse, verse 31. It's at the top of the second page of the source sheet. And God saw all that he had created, and it was very good. And it was morning, and it was sorry, it was evening, and it was morning the sixth day. So god looks back on his world at the end of creation basically before the seventh day and it is tov maod. it's very good it's a very good world it's exactly how hashem how god wanted the world to be that's how it is at the end of six days it's a complete world it's a perfect world as as in in so far as this is how god wants it to look this is how he wants it to be and he says, and then right, and then we uh, go on and we are introduced to Shabbos. The next verses where uh, it says God completed everything and uh, and he sanctified the Shabbos, etc. So, and and in those subsequent verses, it says that God rested and God sanctified the day. And just as God resting and sanctified the day, it doesn't say that over there in Voracious and Genesis, but later in the Torah. Where we're commanded about Shabbos, it says that we too should rest um, or Shabbos, whatever that is exactly. We should have Shabbos, and we should also sanctify, which we do. We make Kiddush. But Rav says that the 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 Shvisa, the seizing of work, the rest, and the sanctification of the day come on the heels of what where God looks at the world, and it's tov ma'od. He looks at the world, and it's complete. It's perfect. It's exactly how it's supposed to be. And he says that just as God first looked on the world, and it was tov ma'od, it was very good, and then he rested, and then he sanctified the day, he says, so too, when we have oneg Shabbos, when we take pleasure on Shabbos, that pleasure is in looking at the world and saying, it's tov maod. it's perfect when Shabbos comes in we look back at the week and we say the world is just as Hashem wants the world to be it's just as God planned for it this is a perfect world insofar as this is this is this is what 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 God has has engineered this is what God has allowed to come into existence this is exactly what God has planned for the oneg Shabbos, the enjoyment of Shabbos comes from looking at the world and saying, Tov mode, it's perfect. It's just as it should be. Um, so, he says, now you go back to Mizmor Shir Ma Shabbos. You go back to the Song of Shabbos. And how does it start? Tov la- HaShem. It's good to give thanks to HaShem the song of shabbos begins by thanking hashem by thanking god and saying thank you god for this perfect world that you put me in now i have questions there are you know there are so many questions that we might have but i know that the answer ultimately is that god has a plan that this is how god wanted it to be and so the song of shabbos the song of shabbos is the song of saying the world is the world is perfect the world is as god planned for it we can give thanks to hashem yes we see the wicked prosper oh they're going to gagging in the end of course there's an answer this is how what this whatever happened is because god willed it to happen to maybe expand the idea a little bit more or make it a little bit more personal right so we said when shabbos comes we should be as if as if all our work is done right so uh so the right that was the rashi that it says in the tank command that you should do all your working it should be as if all your work is done as if it's a what do you mean it's not all done right no according to this it is all done everything is done everything is the way that it should be the you still have something to finish no no it's finished it's exactly how it should be going into shabbos something it doesn't seem to be working out for you it still needs to be fixed no no, no. it's exactly how it's supposed to be We don't need more money, right? We don't need to work more. Whatever's in our bank account before Shabbos, that's what's supposed to be there. Whatever project we're in the middle of, it's exactly where it's supposed to be. Everything in the world on a personal level, on a more global level, is exactly how it should be. That's the Mizmor Shirley Yom HaShabbos. That's the song we sing, the Tobla Hodo Slashem. That's the song of Shabbos. It's good to give thanks. And that's the oneg shabbos that's the pleasure of shabbos that we experienced and that's the idea that all our work is complete come shabbos everything's done it's exactly how it should be Rav hutner writes and i put this quote on the uh on the source sheet as much as a person has a complaint against this world he does not have shabbos if you think that there's something wrong in the world that it's not how hashem wants it to be you don't have shabbos yet shabbos is the realization that kinei tov ma'od everything that god has created is good and now it's time to, to to rest now it's time to break everything is the way god wants it to be um i saw in in the writings of Reb yaakov kamenetsky that he has a very briefly he doesn't elaborate on it but that this is this this idea that everything's done nothing more needs to be done Explains for us a halacha a law that we have about Shabbos. On Shabbos, we don't say what we call bakashas, requests. Now, the exact uh um you know the, the way this this plays out practically of not, not making requests on Shabbos is kind of complicated. First of all, our prayers are have a lot of requests in them. So it seems prayers that are requests that are already built into the prayers we do, say. We also make exceptions for extreme circumstances. You know, definitely again in the current situation, we do daven and 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 make requests of God on Shabbos. We always make an exception for the sick on Shabbos. That's why we have a Misha beirach. We do pray for the sick on Shabbos, but in general, we uh there's there's an idea to that we don't to, we don't make extra requests of God on Shabbos. For example, the Amida, the Shmoga Esrei the the you know the our, our prayers are changed on shabbos we don't have all the requests that we usually have it's a different shema Maser, it's different uh different prayers that we say on shabbos why don't we make requests on shabbos says there kamenetsky because 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 everything's already done what is there to request this is everything is the way that it's meant to be now so why do we make requests during the week right okay right, so uh so it's a it's a fair question right if everything's supposed to be but on shabbos we're supposed to have that appreciation of you we this, this 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 appreciation that it's okay you know if, if if it's like this right now this is how hashem wants to be certainly it's 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 a question you know why do we pray if everything is is the way that god wants it we've, we've had a class about that before it's a good question it's a fair question the simple answer is that that things can change based on our prayer our our, our connection our situation can change and uh and what was needed what was perfect before you know there's a new perfect after our prayers we're a different person we've changed it's its own question but uh but on shabbos we have this appreciation we we look at the world we say it's done it's togma mode it's exactly how god wants it i don't have any requests of you god this is how you this is how you design things this is how the world is supposed to be the uh the midrash tells us something very peculiar um that uh, about God's creating the world. Um the second to last source here. Um it says that the verse says in in, in Viratius that God made the beasts of the earth by their species. And uh and the question just raises is, is that if you look at uh the way that God says it, there's like four statements of species, but when it actually talks about the species coming into existence, there's only three. So what where's the fourth one that God created? So uh in the you know about halfway through the source says it says in the English rabbi said so it means rabbi Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi said that the extra spirit that fourth one that's missing is referring to demons to shadim. What are shadim? what are demons? I have no idea. Um it's uh, it's a it uh, the midrash kind of explains it to us it's some kind of entity that has a soul but no body okay doesn't for our purposes not so important what it is um it's but it says that there's these shadim that uh that that was the fourth entity that that's referred to that god created these shadim now now he elaborates and he says he created their souls when he was about to create their bodies shabbos came and became sanctified and he did not in the Brackets they put, have time in the translation, but doesn't actually say they did not, he did not create them. This is to teach you proper conduct from the demons. If a person has in his possession a precious object or a gem on the day before Shabbos, just before dusk, one says to him, Cast it away from you. As even the one who spoke and brought the world into being was engaged in the creation of the world and created their souls. But when he was about to create their bodies, Shabbos arrived and became sanctifying, he did not create them. So God is in the middle of creating everything, right? And uh, just like you and me, he's rushing before Shabbos to get it all done. And uh, he's in the middle of uh, forming these, these, this this creature. I don't know what it's supposed to look like. Um, and he's got the neshama, the soul, ready. He's just about to get the. He's like, "Oh no, it's Shabbos! Oh, what can I do? Shabbos is here. You guys, st- think, drop everything, right? We know that. So that's how we get demons, right?" this this Midrash screams at us that uh there's more to the story here right uh, obviously you know god can do whatever he wants he could create everything in one instant what's what's going on over here he ran out of time right so this is this is this is a question raised by the Chaim Akadosh, the great uh moroccan um commentator um of the 18th century um so the Arachai Makadosh says that of course of course god had had time to, uh, to you know could have created the 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 demons or whatever this creation he was in the middle of creating he could have finished the job he could have done an instant. he could have done the entire creation in one instant the reason why god left something unfinished was to teach us a lesson it's almost the lesson that the midrash was bringing out he wanted to show us that even when something is unfinished but finished right we have to drop it we have to stop we have to stop in the middle and uh and it's not just uh it's not just something that uh it's it's not just that we shouldn't start something new even if we're in the middle of something so we have to stop it and even if it's going to mess something up you know which it messed up God's creation, so you know, quote unquote. So even then, we have to stop in the middle. And uh, I think, in light of what we're discuss- what we're saying today, though, no, of course, this was part of God's plan for creation. It says, it says, He looked at the world and it was tov maod. It was very good. What do you mean it was very good? You're in the middle of your demons. You, know, you left uh, half finished uh, demons. What do you mean it was very good, right? So no, 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 obviously this is part of this is part of His plan. And uh and whatever's, even if something is unfinished, we have to realize and look at it, no, 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 the world is exactly as God wants it to be. And all our work is complete. To take the idea just a little bit deeper, if we if we may, um, so uh, or a lot deeper, um, so uh the the Gemara, the Tamug and Beitza. Tells us the following: It's the last source. The Talmud says that God infuses us with a what we call a neshama yesira an extra soul. Now, I don't know if that means we have two souls. I saw some commentaries say it doesn't mean you have two souls. You have an enhanced soul, or maybe a greater connection to the source of our of our soul in the higher worlds. But on Shabbos we have what we we call a neshama yesira an additional soul or a more enhanced soul, and. Uh, and we have that throughout Shabbos. And then at the end of Shabbos, it's that, that enhanced soul is removed from us. And in fact, that's one of the reasons that we smell Bissam and we smell spices at the end of Shabbos is because our body is kind of recovering from uh losing that additional soul. And we need some uh we need some something to to perk us up a little bit and uh you know we uh we're suffering from uh from uh um you know from losing that that soul we need uh we need we need a little uh a little something extra. But uh but that's the idea that's the Nishama Yaseira and we'll probably you know certainly talk about this this extra soul in other classes too but uh but the Orachaim connects that idea to another idea. There's a also the same page of the Talmud, same page of the Gemara, there's a teaching that when god was going to give shabbos or he called moshe and he said to moshe to moses Moshe, i have a good gift for you in my treasure house and the name of this gift is shabbos thank you withdrawal that was the word i was looking for we suffer from withdrawal um so I have a uh I have a uh I have a gift in my base Genazi in my treasure house. And its name is Shabbos, and I wish to give it to the Jewish people, go and inform them. So there's this gift. It's Shabbos. Where is Shabbos? It's in God's storehouse, treasure house. And he says, go and give it to them. So um, sorry, excuse me. It doesn't say go and give it to them. It says, go and inform them. So, first of all. interesting doesn't say go and give it to them says go and tell them it's in my it's in my treasure house i want to give it to them go and tell them so it's almost as if they're going to he's not going to have to give it to them they're going to be able to access it from the treasure house it's in the base and it's in god's treasure house and they're still going to be able to access it so the arachayim hakadosh says that the idea of the nishama yaseira the extra soul Is connected to this idea that there's a gift of Shabbos in God's storehouse, treasure house. Because we know that the idea of God's treasure house would, if we think about it, you know, sounds almost like a world to come, a place of, and when we use the world to come, there might be different things we mean by that. But in this case, I mean a world of souls. It's a world of souls it's the root of our souls it's the place where our souls come from under god's throne perhaps and the the gift of shabbos he says in this context refers not to this day of sabbath when we say that i have a gift called shabbos but he's calling that additional soul that connection to that place shabbos i have a gift i want to give it to them and and they're going to be there and on shabbos they're going to have an enhanced connection basically the the the, the neshama yaseira means we have an enhanced connection to the root of our souls the place of souls to what we would call olam haba the world to come which is a olam it's a world that's kulo shabbos it's all shabbos there and what that means is that it's a place Where there's no sadness there's you know there's no there's no suffering it's all it's 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 all pleasure it's all pleasure in experiencing god that's the world of souls and on shabbos we are connected to that place in an enhanced way and so god says on this day if you're connected to that place you have to turn this day into a day that looks like that into a day that's that has no sadness into a day that has no, you know no thoughts of suffering because if you are thinking about that and you're thinking about your work and you're thinking about all the things that you still need to get done and, and wish you know you could be doing instead, right so then you're not you're not connected to that world of souls. you're not connected to the to the to to your Oam haba to your world to come. And so the Achayim says, that that's the explanation of the verse in the um actually i did not include it on the source sheet um where uh but it's a verse that we we read as part of kiddush the shamru b'nei yisrael and israel the children of israel should guard the shabbos what is it that they should guard he says um so they they have to guard that soul that we're calling Shabbos. We're calling that additional soul that nishama Yaseira Shabbos. And we have to guard that, meaning we have to give it when that nishama Yaseira, when that extra soul comes down into this world, we need to give it an experience that it's used to. It's used to that young that, that place that's all goodness. We have to create that, that scenario for that soul here in this world. And so uh and so he says they should guard the Shabbos, meaning guard the neshama, guard that extra enhanced soul that's called Shabbos, and that is a way of connecting ourselves with the Asos of the Shabbos in order to, um, or really, um, to 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 uh, to connect us to to make it like a world, the world of Shabbos, meaning in this case the world of Olam Haba. So just to maybe simplify a little bit. There's this this added nature of, of of looking at the world and saying it's good, having own Shabbos, having an experience, a positive experience of Shabbos, of being able to to just uh, have no sadness and and appreciate that 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 everything in the world is as God wants it, because that is the experience of Olam Haba as well. It's a day, it's a place that's that's completely pleasurable, and when our Neshama Yisera, when we have that, that added connection. That, that that enhanced soul that comes down from that world to this world for a Shabbos, then we have to give it that that experience that it's used to, and uh, and that connects us also back up to that world. So uh, so if we're going to walk away from today's class with one one idea um, and to try to enhance our Shabbos this week, so it's that as we enter Shabbos and in fact as part of the Friday night prayers we say Ms. marshear liyama shabbos we say this 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 psalm this this chapter and tell him it's to think about this idea think about the idea that that god looked at the world on the sixth day at the end of the sixth day as the seventh day came in and he said tov mode he said it's all good it's exactly how he planned and to try to 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 frame our perspective in the same way as shabbos comes in and then when we have Onik shabbos when we experience the pleasures of shabbos so we are celebrating that that sense of it's good it's it's totally oh total hodos hashem we should give thanks to hashem and that will add a new layer a new level of holiness to our shabbos i hope that uh that this shabbos can be enhanced for each of us amen thank you rabbi yes